dear, this is Anne Ajadi with Dear Anne, and this is the Walk With Me series. This season, we are walking the road to the cross of Calvary, the way of power. And today, we are going to be looking at Left Alone. So what do you do when everybody deserts you? What do you do when all your support systems seem to have gone on a break? What do you do when you really need help and you find yourself all by yourself? It happened to Jesus. And so it is most likely going to happen to you at some point in life. Left alone. For three years plus, Jesus devoted himself to the disciples. He gave himself to men who got the front seat primarily so they can be with Jesus. He took time to teach, provide, lead, shield, care, defend, inspire, secure, and give them a sense of purpose. He told them to come be with him so that he could make them. Chances are that they weren't really going anywhere before Christ met them. He said to Peter, you're unstable, but I will make a rock out of you. So it's, 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 um, it's a given to know that these men on their own could never really have gone that far. But with Jesus, they had a chance to go so much further. And we know that we are witnesses because we read about them. We follow their steps. Some of them wrote the Bible so that we can know exactly what happened. These men were illiterate. They didn't have real promise until Jesus came into their lives. And now that Jesus was in their lives, they got to taste and handle the powers of the world to come. With Jesus, they learned many lessons, even got to handle the keys of the kingdom. One would think that they would be eternally grateful and their allegiance would be top-notch. And that would mean that their place in history will be a forever matter. Ideally, yes. But this man buckled in the face of pressure. Even Peter, the quote, the chief of staff, the man that promised to stay glued no matter what, even in the face of death, his promise was that he was never going to leave Jesus. He was never going to allow Jesus to go anywhere by himself. But we know the story. Peter did not last the night. It only took a couple of rough days and grown men scurried away like chickens. They became fearful and that did themselves did not want to have the fate of their master befall them too. And so they, they did a little rendezvous with their feet. Men who had promised to be there through thick and thin ran for their lives. Jesus needed his people. He was face to face with the indignation of the leaders. 
But that same indignation was too much fire for the disciples to hang around Jesus. The leaders had preoccupied themselves with the desire to nail Jesus. His message was good news to mankind. It was good news to the poor, to the blind, to the lame. But his message made nonsense of what the leaders stood for. They saw him as bad business. There he was making nonsense of their very essence. There there he was making the people, instead of coming to the temple, they went looking for Jesus. So they, they, they couldn't really handle that. You know, their religion kept the people bound. They taught righteousness through endless toil. Can you imagine that? That that the Mosaic law was 632 or is 632 laws. And you have to keep all of them. Come on now, there's only 24 hours in a day. How many minutes would that be? 632 laws. How can a man, through his own strength, keep that? But that's what the, the leaders of the temple taught, you know, so that the people will forever be enslaved. They will forever be under the huge burden of not being able to keep the law, always falling short. And always needing to sacrifice. And of course, when they sacrificed, it meant that they made more business. These people had more business because somebody is selling the, the, the animals for sacrifice. Somebody is taking the money and all of that. Somebody is keeping. So they had to intimidate the people. They have to manipulate them. They have to load them with extra burdens. And Jesus already warned his disciples about these people. He told them that they were just, you know, whitewashed sepulchers, no substance, making people go through burdens that themselves cannot carry. And having been told all of that, the disciples still abandoned Jesus. Feisty, bold Peter could not hold up in the face of his servant girl, let alone when he was subjected to rigorous questioning in the courtyard. That guy, Peter, who promised to stay through thick and thin, even offering to die in the stead of Jesus, did not have the liver to stand beside his boss in the courts. That was set by mere men. That tells me, my dear friend, that don't rely on yourself. Whatever you are able to do is by the Spirit of God. It is not by your grace. It is by the grace of God. So understand that, that you are a mere man and man is programmed to fail. All the disciples, just not only Peter, everybody succumbed in the face of pressure when Jesus faced his accusers. Even when he took his henchmen to the garden and asked them to pray with him, these men slept. I mean, think about it. You tell your prayer warriors to pray for you because you're really having a bad time and they choose that time to speak put themselves to sleep or they were too tired let's let's give that to them they they were tired the days have been long they were weary and all of that jesus's disciples became lily livered 
bailed in the face of trouble. Now, if you were Jesus, how will you feel? That pill will be really bitter to take in. Now, Jesus was bearing the sin of the whole world. And he needed help. And there was none. Jesus, the King of glory, the master of the universe, the conquering Messiah was left alone. Hear how the Bible puts this in Matthew chapter 27 verse 45. It says, from noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, Lamar Sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Matthew 27 45. It was bad enough that his friends forsook him. What the most painful pill was having his father forsake him. That because God is too holy to behold evil. And at that point in time, Jesus was carrying the sins, the evil of the whole world, and God could not look. And so Jesus cried out in agony, God, why would you leave me now? Why would you leave me now? A man of sorrows, left alone to face the wrath of God and the indignation of men. All he did was reconciling men to God. And he did this by enduring shame, mockery, insults, abuse, pain, and ultimately the death on a criminal's cross. All inflicted. By the very person, the very people he came to save. You will think that they would be gratefully loyal. But no, these people were indignant. They, were, they could not care less. In Achifa, they didn't even believe him. They thought he was a liar and an impostor. Jesus, the King of glory, endured abandonment by the Father and desertion by his friends. Think about it. The living water begging for water to quench his thirst. The king of glory dragged by mere men on a dusty road. That king that wore a thorny crown carried a raggedy cross and became sin so man you and I can be free. The creator subjected himself to his creation so the veil could be torn and access to God could be eternal. What a sacrifice. Jesus made it to the cross, my dear friend. That's the good news. Jesus made it to the cross. He hung between two thieves. You know, the numbered amongst transgressors continued to care and to save. Can you believe that? Even in his lowest moment, Jesus was still saving. He saved the man on his right-hand side. The thief on the cross, the one who confessed, the one who acknowledged him as Lord, as a sinless lamb of God, Jesus saved him in his lowest moment. What a savior. What a friend. The ultimate price had been paid. Jesus paid all our debts including yours and mine, in full. That means you're free. You owe no one. You owe nobody. Your salvation has been paid for. And Jesus 
is Lord of glory. Now, my dear friend, to reject such a love is to nail Jesus to the cross again. To say you don't want is to say to Jesus his death, his suffering, his shame, all of those things that he bore just so you can have a good life is in vain. Now, don't do that. Don't do that. You won't want anyone to do that to you. So you should not do it to the Lord Jesus. He paid too much for you to say no to him. Now, please, embrace the love of God. Embrace that love, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross and come be part of the system. Now, gird up your loins. Take up, pick up your cross. Pick up your 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 saddle and come run to Jesus and take up your mantle and do that which you have been ordained to do. Don't leave Jesus on the cross the second time. Someone says, and I agree, I actually totally agree with that saying that said that the first time Jesus came, he came with love. The next time Jesus will come, He will come as a conquering Messiah. He will come with judgment. He will come as the consuming fire. Now he's begging you. Then he will not beg you. I remember when I used to really, you know, do like streets evangelism. I used to say to God, to people rather, that look, is either you receive Jesus nicely Receive his love that is stretched out for you, is chasing you, he's looking for you everywhere, and you are rebuffing him, you are, you, are, you are just rejecting him anyhow. That is his love. The next time Jesus will come, he's not coming with love, he's coming to judge. He's coming, Bible says, he will come to judge the living and the dead. So you better don't die in your sins. Look, you don't die in your sins. Somebody said, eh, when, when, uh, let, let me enjoy my life first. And uh, after, I will come and give my life to Christ. Hmm. I said to you, that's too risky. That is too risky because tomorrow is not guaranteed. Actually, the next moment, the next minute is not guaranteed. People have choked on water. People have, have stepped on poison. Things have happened. In an instant that makes the difference, Joshua says, I lay before you today life and death. Choose life so that you can live. There's always a choice. The choices come to you on a daily basis. I beg you, my dear friend, choose life so that you can live. There is no gain spending eternity in hellfire and someone will say how do you know that hellfire exists nobody has gone there and come back to say that they know it exists my dear what do you lose really what do you lose if you get there and you find out that there's no hell then you would have lived a good life here but that's too risky for you to wait until you get there because remember it is appointed unto man to die once and after that judgment there is no coming back One of the things that I hate about death is that death is too final. There's no redressing anything after death. So the only chance you have is now that you're living. You cannot afford 
to postpone receiving Christ, acknowledging Christ, embracing Christ. Now he's offering you with love. Don't wait until he offers you with a big whip. Don't let life teach you the lessons that you would not like. Take it now that it is being offered on a platter of gold. This season of Easter, this time when we're remembering all the sacrifice, just think about it. If you were a parent and you sacrificed one of your very own and so that someone else can have life and that person is still fooling around, the truth is you'll be very angry. That is what's going to happen if you reject. The Bible says, such a great salvation. We will continue our Easter series, The Road to the Cross, The Way of Power. The next time we come on this podcast. But in the meantime, I want you to to, mm, subscribe, tell your friends about this podcast. And um, avail yourself of the books that talk specifically about walking with God, walking with Jesus in this way, in this narrow way that book walk with me in the footsteps of jesus you know details how very many scenarios about our walk with god and strength for the journey is another book that will help you even as you navigate your way through life it it acknowledges that sometimes the walk may be very adverse and difficult and painful and all of that So that book supplies strength, gives you scenarios, and opens you up to what the Bible says about such moments. All of them books and many more written by Anne Ajadi are available on Amazon Worldwide. And beyond the books, I would like for us to connect with each other. I would like for us to, to... to fellowship with each other and you can reach me direct message me on all social media platforms at on ajadi facebook instagram um twitter and soon to come youtube yes we're on youtube just um gearing up to be actively on a daily basis there but you can you you hook up with us hook up with us so that we can Walk this thing together. Remember, two is better than one. And as I leave you today, I want you to know that God loves you and I love you. Till we see again, please subscribe to the Dear Anne Walk With Me podcast and let us together make our father proud. God bless you, my dear friend. Have a good, good day.